welcome to the True Tabernacle podcast channel. We hope that you find encouragement and inspiration during one of our sermons, discussions, or interviews. For more information regarding our faith community, connect with us on Facebook at our True Tabernacle page. And while you're at it, hit subscribe to this channel to stay connected. Such a presence of the Lord in this place this morning. Amen. So thankful you're here. If you're online, we're thankful that you tuned in. Amen. God is so good. So good. Where would we be if it wasn't for the Lord? Amen. I'm honored to have this privilege to be able to share the word with you this morning. Amen. God is so good. Uh, when the pastor first hit me up with this date, I instantly thought about this. It had been weighing on me. You know, uh, Tyler made mention about, ain't you ready? glad? You know, the Lord is coming. The Lord is coming. The question is, are you ready? Are you ready? Amen. We live in a day and an hour. You know that it's just crazy. Amen. There's got to be an urgency of our salvation. There's got to be an urgency when it comes to salvation. Amen. And on that, I'm going to restart out with our scripture here this morning. Give honor to pastor. Give honor to all you guys. Uh, God is so good. I believe God wants to do something here this morning. Amen. God wants to do something. Uh, I look at this message and I'm thinking, man, this is just basic. But it's all about the basics. If we ain't got the basics, we ain't got nothing. We don't have the foundation, we have nothing. Amen. So I don't know who I'm preaching to this morning. I may just be preaching to myself. But that's all right. Amen. Because I need to hear one. Sometimes I like to talk out loud, talk to myself. Sometimes that way I can hear what I'm saying. You know, it's good to hear it sometimes and to, to think it. Amen. But in 2 Corinthians... Chapter 6, verse 2. I'm going to be reading from the New King James Version. And the word of the Lord says, for he says, he's referencing Isaiah 4 and 49 and 8. It says, in an acceptable time, I have heard you. And in the day of salvation, I have helped you. Behold, now is the accepted time. Right now. The right time is now. Behold, now, today is the day of salvation. Amen. Today is the day of salvation. If you can put your Bibles down, let's lift up our hands and lift up our voice and ask the Lord to bless this word. Lord, we love you and we praise you. We thank you. We thank you for this opportunity this morning, Lord, for a desire, Lord, to come into your house, Lord, to be in your presence, Lord, to sing the songs of Zion, Lord, Jesus, to lift you up and pray. Praise, Lord Jesus, to hear your word this morning, Lord. I just pray, Lord, that you touch each and every one of us, Lord Jesus. Lord, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of, of God, Lord. This is your word, Lord. I pray, Lord, that we'll just not be hearers of your word, Lord, but we'll be doers also, Lord. I just pray that you bless each and every individual today, Lord. We'll prick our hearts, Lord Jesus. Thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise as you're being seated. Thank you, Jesus. We live in a very troubled world right now. And I'm not just saying the United States. There's chaos every, around every corner. 
talking to somebody the other day, and they was talking about how they was wanting to plan a trip to go to Jerusalem. Then they got to looking at it, and Jerusalem ain't like the Jerusalem that you would think. It is overwhelmed. There's so much chaos going there. There's chaos throughout the world. Amen. And then we're troubled on every side. A lot of things going on. Amen. Reading something this morning as somebody was talking about, you know, they're busy, they're packing, they're headed home because they have a funeral. Right? They're headed home, they're troubled, you know, they're busy doing all, but none of that matters. All that matters is that they wish they had some time, they get back with that person. Amen. When the door is shut, the door is shut. Amen. When we take our final breath, that is it. Amen. There's no way. If you haven't made your plan or your election sure, by the time you take your final breath, it's done. It's over. The door is closed. There's also coming a day when the Lord is going to pull his spirit from here. There will not be a time for you to repent. There will not be a time where you can make your election sure. The day of salvation is today. It is today. The overriding sign of the coming of the Lord, according to Matthew 24 and 25, is that the whole world will be in an uproar. I think we're seeing that. Amen. But I have good news. Today is the day of salvation. And right now is the time to be saved. Amen. 2 Peter 3 and 9 says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Amen. All should come to repentance. Amen. He's holding back right now because there are cries being cried out. Amen. For souls to be saved. Amen. We have a commission that we need to be hot and heavy about doing. And that is knocking on doors. That is reaching out for the lost. Amen. The day of salvation is today. Amen. Somebody said, how do I come to him? Well, it's very simple. Jesus said, no man comes into the Father but by me. You have to make your move. God said, draw near to me and I will draw near to you. Amen. In fact, God said he would help you out a little bit. Jesus said, and if I be lifted up from the earth, speaking of him being lifted up on the cross, I will draw all men unto me. Amen. God is continually pursuing us and inviting us into an invitation, a salvation relationship with him. Amen. He does not give up. He is long-suffering. He is seeking and saying that which was lost. Revelations 3 and 20 says, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. He is constantly knocking. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. Salvation is urgent. Amen. God, that's the old song. God's got a way that you can't go over. God's got a way that you can't go under. God's got a way that you can't go around. You must come in at the door. He's the way. He's the truth. He's the life. Amen. If you want to see Jesus, you must live right. Amen. You must be saved. You must be born again of the water and of the Spirit. Amen. There's no way around it. You must come in at the door. He stands at the door and he knocks. He knocks. He's knocking. If we'll hear his voice, you know, he stands there. Oh, I know you're in there, but I have a plan for you. If you would just open this door, 
if you would just let me in. It's not my will that you perish, but I'm knocking at this door. I'm standing. I'm crying out. I'm reaching out to you. I have a plan for your life. I've gone to prepare a place for you where you may, where I am, you may be also, but I'm coming back, but I have a plan for you, and I want you to do what I've called you to do, but you got to let me in. I'm not going to leave. I'm going to continue knocking. Amen. I'm seeking after you. I have a plan for you. Amen. We can't give up on God. God don't give up on us. He stands at that door. He knocks. He pursues. He's after for that backslider. He keeps knocking at that door. Oh, if you would just find your way back into that sanctuary. If you would just find your way back into that phone. God never gives up on us. Amen. He's always there. He's long-suffering. He stands at the door. You must come in at that door. Salvation is urgent. The day of salvation is today. Amen. When we face that final breath, it's over. When he closes that door, it's over. Amen. Listen to the uh, preach another day from Brother Kilgore, and he talked about that this generation would be the generation that sees the coming of the Lord. He was referring to the to, to Jerusalem coming back. You know, he said anybody after 1965, 66, 67, forgot the time frame there. But he said they will see the coming of the Lord. Amen. How long is the generation? 10, 20, 30, 100 years. We put Mark on it. But he made one mention of a name. and He gave a, a, a number. He said 70. And I thought about Daniel 70. Amen. The day of salvation is at hand, folks. We got to be urgent about our salvation because when the trump of God sounds, this building's not going up. This piano, all this stuff that we have, all this material stuff ain't going up. It's the church. You're the church. Those who have made their elections sure, those who have, have come to that place of repentance, they come through that door, the door, the keys that Jesus gave Peter of repentance, of baptism in Jesus' name, being filled with his Holy Ghost. Amen. Evidence by speaking in tongues. That's how you make it to heaven. You got a cancel culture that's trying to cancel everything, but you'll never cancel out this word. This word is forever settled in heaven. Amen. There's only one plan. You can try to add to it. You can try to take away from it, but this is God's word and it is forever settled. Salvation is urgent. Today is the day of salvation. Amen. It ought to be the number one agenda item on the living of every living human being's list of priorities amen getting saved sure ought to be on your bucket list amen your bucket list is everything you want to do before you kick the bucket amen so you think so you're thinking well let me see what do I want to do before I die and I hear a lot of people make a lot of statements oh I want to bungee jump from the Broadway bridge Amen. Well, I'll tell you what, you better hope you got God with you if that thing breaks and you splatter at the bottom. Amen. I want to go whitewater rafting down the Colorado River. Again, you're going to need God. Amen. I want to learn Spanish. Amen. I want to go to Amarillo, Texas into 72-ounce steak. If I make it through that 72-ounce steak, they'll pay for it. That's on people's bucket list. Right? Oh, well, you know what? In between this, you know, I might want to think about getting saved. You know, I might want to think about making heaven my priority. Oh, but you know what? I still want to go to the Super Bowl. Amen. I want to go see Taj Mahal. Amen. 
Getting saved needs to be our number one list. It should be number one on the top of that list. Amen? It should be our number one priority before we do anything. If we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then all these things he will add to us. How much peace can we have if we're bungee jumping knowing that, hey, if I don't make it from this, I got the Lord on my side. Amen? What if we go to the Super Bowl and something happens, hey, you know, and the stadium collapses. They start bombing it or something. Not being conspiracy theorists or nothing. But, hey, I sure want to make sure my election is sure. Amen. I sure want to make sure the number one priority on my list is that I have that relationship with the Lord. That I am saved. Amen. That I am in his way. Amen. Now let's notice the priority of Jesus' ministry in Mark 2, 1 through 12. He says, and again, he entered Capernaum after some days. And it was heard that he was in the house. Immediately many gathered together so that there was no longer room to receive them, not even near the door. And he preached the word to them. And they came to him bringing a paralytic, a lame man, who was carried by four men. And when they could not come near him because of the crowd, they uncovered the roof where he was. So when they had broken through, they let down the bed on which the paralytic was laying. Amen. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Son, your sins are forgiven you. And some of the scribes were sitting there and reasoning in their heart, Why does this man speak blasphemy like this? Who can forgive sins but God alone? But immediately when Jesus perceived in his spirit that they reasoned thus within themselves, he said to them, Why do you reason about these things in your heart? Which is easier to say to the, to the lame man, your sins are forgiven you, or to say, arise, take up your bed and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the lame man, I say to you, arise, take up your bed and go to your house. Immediately he arose, took up his bed and went out in the presence of them all so that all were amazed and glorified God, saying we never saw anything like this. Amen. When you get in the presence of God, you're going to feel something like you've never felt. When you see the miracle signs and wonders that God has planned, you're going to understand the amazement of it all. But why did Jesus forgive this lame man's sins first and heal his body second? Because the salvation of his soul was more urgent than the salvation of his body. Amen. His salvation of his soul meant more than his healing. Amen. Jesus was following his protocol. This man needed to be saved more than he needed to be healed. Amen. It was not urgent that he be healed, but it was very urgent that he have his sins forgiven him. Amen. We believe in divine healing here at True Tabernacle. Amen. But there's a priority here. Amen. It's about souls. Amen. This is a, 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 a spiritual hospital for those that can come and get what their soul needs, that they can get right with God. Amen. These doors are open that people can come and feel the mighty presence of God. Step into his presence. This is a house of worship. This is a house of prayer. Amen. There's truth is preached here. You're not going to get some watered down sermon here. You're going to get the truth here at True Tabernacle. It's going to be laid out. They ain't 
going to cut and dry or try to cut corners around it. You must be born again of the water and of the Spirit. You must repent. You must be baptized for the remission of those sins and filled with the Holy Ghost, evidenced by speaking in a tongue as the Spirit gives the utterance. Amen. One time Jesus said, I must needs go through Samaria. Why would he want to go through Samaria? Amen. The Samaritans didn't like the Jews, and the Jews didn't like the Samaritans. In fact, most Jews going through Judea to Galilee took the long way around Samaria, so they didn't have to set foot in it. They didn't even want to set it. It's like going to Michigan. We're going to bypass it. Amen. If you're from Ohio, you'll understand that. Amen. There was a woman, though, in Samaria who had been marginalized by her community, and she was living in sin right then. But she wanted to be saved. Wanted to deal with her sin situation. So where did they find Jesus? Sitting at a well. Amen. Having a conversation with this woman. Amen. And he revealed all things. But what happened afterwards? She went and told others. She brought them to Jesus. Amen. We can't overlook. We cannot try to shut or go around what God has called us to do. Amen. He was about his father's business. He was about seeking to save that which was lost. That needs to be urgent to us. Amen. Our co-workers need to be urgent. Our family needs to be urgent. Our, our fathers, our grandfathers, whoever's not in church needs to be a priority to us. Amen. To share this gospel. Amen. It is a shame and it's convicting if you have co-workers or family members and they don't even know that you're saved. Amen. Because you won't open your mouth and share the gospel. Amen. Stand firm on your convictions. Amen. Stand firm on what you believe. Amen. There's coming a day, amen, where you better be rooted and grounded in this truth. Amen. You better be rooted and grounded. You better hold firm to it. Amen. You can't, don't be tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. Be rooted and grounded in this truth. It's going to be, you need to be anchored in it. It's what's going to carry you from here to there. Amen. Don't, don't give up on your convictions. Don't give up on what God has given you. Amen. God has called you. You answer that calling and you keep drudging. When nobody else wants to live for God, you keep living for God. Don't none go with me. I still will follow. Amen. I still will fight. It doesn't matter what they say. It doesn't matter how they feel. But my salvation matters. Amen. If you're hanging with somebody you don't need to be hanging with, if it's detrimental to your salvation, cut it off. Amen. Part ways. Amen. Do what's right in the sight of God. Live to see and live a righteous life. Amen. It is urgent that you repent of your sins today, right here, right now, this minute. Why? Because the repentance is the first step towards God. Amen. It's the first step. Amen. It's not his will that any should perish, but that all come to repentance. What is repentance? It's that 180-degree turn. Amen. It means to turn you from your sins of disobedience to God's word and begin to look to Jesus for your salvation from your sins. Somebody might say, well, why would I want to repent of anything in my life? I kind of like my life this way. I'm living a comfortable life. Everything's good right now. Amen. Good ain't going to get you to heaven. Amen. Good will not get you to heaven. There's a lot of good people. Amen. But if they're not living the, the way, the truth, and the life, 
if they're not obeying or they're not following the instructions of this word, if they have not come to a place of repentance, baptism in Jesus' name, being filled with the Holy Ghost, amen, and continuing steadfast in the apostles' doctrine, they've missed the mark, honey. They're not going to make it. They're not going to make it. Amen. You can be good, but are you saved? Are you right in God's word? Have you followed the plan of salvation that God has laid out? Amen. You may like your life. I like my life. But I know one thing. My life sure got a lot sweeter after the Lord came part of it. Amen. It came a lot sweeter. Amen. We live in a world that's so confused. I'm not confused about anything. I know what's going on. Amen. The Spirit leads me and guides me and lets me know what's going on. Amen. you got to be filled with the Spirit. In fact, your sinful flesh is the enemy of God. If, all right, you, want, if you don't want to leave this world being an enemy of God. Amen. Why would anybody want to do that? Amen. It's, it's a simple plan, but we make it so hard. He stands at that door, and we reject him. He said, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, I would have took your kids underneath my arms like a chicken, like a hen. Amen? But you wouldn't, you wouldn't allow me. Amen? You closed that door. He stands at that door and he knocks. Amen? We must come in at that door. Amen? Because of unforgiven sin, an unregenerate sinner will never enter into heaven. Amen? We must repent. Repenting is an urgent matter. The priority of John the Baptist's ministry was that, minute, was that message of repentance. John the Baptist prepared the way for the becoming Messiah. In Matthew 3, 1 through 11, again, I've got the King James Version said, In those days John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. The kingdom of heaven is at hand, folks. Amen. For this is he who was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying out in the wilderness, Prepare the way of the Lord. Make his path straight. Now John himself was clothed in camel's hair with a leather belt around his waist, and his food was locusts and wild honey. Then Jerusalem, all Judea, and all the region around the Jordan went out to him and were baptized by him in the Jordan, confessing their sins. But when he saw many of the Pharisees and the Sadducees coming to be baptized, he said to them, Brood of vipers, who warned you to flee from the wrath to come? Therefore bear fruits worthy of repentance. And do not think to say to yourself, We have Abraham as our father. For I say to you that God is able to raise up children to Abraham from these stones. And even now the axe is laid to the root of the trees. Therefore, every tree which does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. John did not preach to make people happy. Amen. He did not preach miracles, wonders, and signs. He did not preach, send me a $1,000 seed offering and you'll be blessed. He didn't preach for a feel-good response. He was sent to preach only one message, and that one message was the only message the first century Palestine needed to hear. Repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. Amen. Repent, 
Amen. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. If you have sin in your life, there's only one message for you. Repent. Amen. If you have disobeyed God's word, there's only one message for you need to hear. Repent. Amen. If you have been lukewarm, amen, if your soul in your soul and you want to get back on the straight and narrow way, there's only one message for you. Repent. Amen. If you want to take the first step towards getting your soul saved by Jesus Christ today, there's only one message for you, and that is repent. Amen. Salvation is urgent. Amen. The day is at hand. The day of our salvation is here. Amen. In the moment, in the twinkling of eye, in an hour that we know not, amen, the trump of God is going to sound. Amen. And them that are alive are going to be called up to meet him in the air. Amen. So will they be forevermore. Amen. Are you ready for that day? Amen. Today is the day of salvation. Today is the day to make your election sure. Amen. Today is to make sure that you've punched your ticket. Amen. And are on that right flight out of here. Amen. There was a man of the Pharisees in John, third chapter, named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. This man came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Jesus answered and said to him, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nicodemus said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of the water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. Amen. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. Amen. Don't marvel at that. Amen. Let me show you, how, show you in the text how urgent salvation is. Nicodemus was not just a nobody. Amen. Nicodemus was a somebody. He was not only a member of the prestigious Sanhedrin, which was the ruling body of the 70 men who presided over all Judaism, all right, but he was a reigning member of the Sanhedrin, occupied one of the four chief seats. He came to Jesus under the cover of darkness, sincerely asking him a respectful question about miracles, wonders, and signs. Jesus ignored his question and said, Nick, Man, listen, you got to get saved. We can talk about miracle signs and wonders all day, but your salvation is more important at this time. Amen. Don't be thinking about that. We need to get you through the first step yet. We need to get you right. Amen. Unless you was born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. Jesus explained to him that there are two baptisms that constitute one spiritual birth, a baptism of the water, and the baptism of the Spirit. Water baptism is very important. Amen. It's a, it's a big debate for a lot of people. Well, it's, it's cut and dry when you look at Scripture. Amen. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Amen. It is urgent and absolutely necessary to be saved. Amen. Mark 16 and 16. I love using this Scripture when somebody tries to make the argument. But Mark 16 and 16 says, Jesus said, now this is Jesus, he who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. So if you got an argument about baptism, Mark 16, 16 makes it clear. 
Amen. If you're questioning if you got to be baptized, Jesus said, if you want to be saved, you need to be baptized. Amen. Baptism is an integral part of salvation. You can't be saved without receiving water baptism for the remission of your sins. See, it is for the remission of your sins. The reason you need water baptism because it is the act of, of it is the only act of obedience that you do according to God's word that addresses your penalty for the sin problem. Amen. We got a sin problem. All right, and we need to address it. Amen. Peter said he, he, we are here to baptize for the remission, the washing away of your sins. Acts 10 and 48, and he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. If baptism was not necessary and urgent, why would Peter command Cornelius and his entire household to be baptized? The whole family had to be baptized. Some Christian churches do not baptize. Amen. Some churches baptize infants, which is not biblical. Then there are churches that will baptize you, but they don't do it in the name of the Jesus Christ. Amen. Which is the only way. It's the only way anyone was ever baptized in Scripture. It said baptize them in the name of. It didn't say baptize them in the titles. It said baptize them in the name of. That only name under heaven given amongst men by which we must be saved is Jesus Christ. Amen. And then there are churches that will baptize you, but they have a baptismal service. This absolutely blows my mind. Once a year, every six months. It was exciting the other night, amen, for, for Tyler to be given a Bible study and somebody wanted to be baptized. We didn't hesitate. We didn't put it off six months. They brought her up and took her down in the name of Jesus Christ. It is an integral part. It is urgent. It is part of our salvation. They stack up all their candidates and have a big baptism or roundup once or maybe twice a year. That doesn't sound to me like baptism is very important to them. Amen. What if the doctor said, now look, you have an appendectomy, your appendix is ruptured. I can't even try to pronounce that word. Your appendix has ruptured and burst. But we need to wait till you get about 100 people together that we can do all these surgeries at one time. Amen. We'll have a big, big appendix party in about six months. All right. We'll just go and in there and jerk them all out at the same time. Amen. A ruptured appendix is an urgent matter, folks. Amen. That needs to be taken care of right now. A soul that's been ruptured with pain and the penalty of sin needs to be radically dealt with immediately. Amen. Immediately. You don't hesitate. You baptize. If you got a bathtub, you baptize them. If there's water, you baptize them. Amen. It is integral. It is part. It is urgent when it comes to salvation. Amen. In the story of the Ethiopian eunuch in Acts 8, God saw him reading a scroll. God directed Philip to leave a hot revival in Samaria. Miracles, wonders, signs, devils being cast out, great joy in the whole city. Simon the sorcerer had been converted. He's not only got the devil beat, but now he's running up the score. Amen? God has a good sense of humor. Amen? And he likes to mess with the devil. You thought you had me. But here's the keys. 
All right? You ain't got me. You ain't got nothing on me. Amen? So he not only got the devil beat, but now he's running to up the score. God sent Philip out of the desert and made him wait. Philip had to run after the chariot. He preached Christ to the eunuch from, from Isaiah. Philip obviously talked about water baptism. Suddenly the eunuch saw a pool of water. Did Philip say, wait until you come back to Jerusalem the next year and we'll get, you, we'll get her done? No. So Philip ran to him and heard him reading the prophet Isaiah and said, do you understand what you're reading? Amen. That's where we come into play. People have questions. Do you understand what you're, what you're reading? Do you understand what your pastor may have said? You know, do you understand this? It's very vital. We have a very vital role when it comes to this gospel message. Amen. The place in scripture which he read was this. He was led as a sheep to the slaughter and as a lamb, as a lamb before its shear is silent. So he opened not his mouth. In his humiliation, his justice was taken away. And who will declare his generation? For his life is taken from the earth. So the eunuch answered Philip and said, I ask you of whom does this prophet say this? Of himself or some other man? Then Philip opened his mouth and beginning as this scripture preached Jesus to him. Now as they went down the road, they came to some water. And the eunuch said, see here is water. Amen. What hinders me from being baptized? Amen. Then Philip said, if you believe with all your heart, you may. And he answered and said unto Philip, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So he commanded the chariot to stand still. And both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and he baptized him. He didn't wait. Amen. He understood the importance of the day and the hour. He knew what it meant. Amen. Now when they came up out of the water, the Spirit of the Lord caught Philip away so that the eunuch saw him no more and he went on his way rejoicing. Amen. If you receive water baptism today, you will leave this house rejoicing. Amen. There's nothing like it. There's nothing like experiencing it. Amen. But Philip was found in Astos and passing through he preached in all the cities till he came to Caesarea. Why was Philip called away? God needed Philip to Asatos immediately, if not sooner. There were people at Asatos and Caesarea who needed to be baptized, and God needed Philip there right now. Amen? He didn't have time for a chariot, a horseback, or for Philip to hoof it. So he put him in the Holy Ghost shuttle. Amen? Why? Because salvation is urgent. Salvation is urgent. He picked him up and put him there because somebody needed to be baptized. And Philip was the man to do it. Amen. The baptism of the Holy Ghost is the privileged gift and promise to every New Testament believer. Amen. We do not automatically receive the Holy Ghost when we believe. Amen. Paul said in Acts 19, he asked the elders in Ephesus, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Now I'm going to stop here for a minute because I think it's a question we need to ask more often. All right. I like the way now I'm starting to see a shift when, pe when it comes to people. They're not throwing the word Christian out as much. But they're throwing out, oh, I'm a believer. All right. 
I think they kind of got a little bit of an understanding because when I say I'm a Christian, that means I'm Christ-like. But when they say I'm a believer, okay, I believe in this, but you know what? I need the rest of the truth to be unfolded to me. That's where we come in. That's why we're able to unfold the book to them. Amen? But as a believer, all right, they believe. But have you been baptized in Jesus' name since you believe? Have you been baptized? Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? Amen? That's the question. You got this part right. But have, since you believe, amen, have you received the Holy Ghost? Let's have a little Bible study. Let's talk about Acts 2.38. Let's talk about Jesus. That's what Philip did. He laid out Jesus. Amen? And all that he done. Amen? We do now... Now when the apostles were, who were at Jerusalem heard Samaria had received the word of God, they sent Peter and John to them, who when they had come down prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. For at the, yet, as yet they had, it had not fallen on none of them. They had only been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then they laid hands on them and they received the Holy Ghost. Amen. The Holy Ghost comes after you believe and after you repent. But you don't receive it automatically when you believe or when you repent or when you are baptized. It's a great thing. Don't misunderstand me. There's a lot of people that's come up out of this water speaking in tongues. There's a lot of people during the time of, of repentance that have received the Holy Ghost. Amen. But why would the book of Acts in chapter 8 tell us that the Holy Ghost has not yet fallen on the disciples in Samaria if it was not important? necessary and urgent. In fact, it was so urgent that the apostles came to Samaria, which was a Gentile city that the Jews tra traditionally went out of their way to avoid so they could lay hands on them and so they would receive the Holy Ghost. Amen. God is putting you into some places that you may not necessarily be comfortable about being at or who you are around, but God has a plan for you. You are there to share the gospel. You are there to ask the question, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Amen. He's going to take you in some dirty places. He's going to take you to some places that you ain't going to like and be comfortable. But it's all about those souls. It's about souls. It's about the plan of salvation being unfolded. Amen. You carry that key. We are the key. Amen. That God is using the instrument. Amen. And while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Ghost fell upon all those who heard the word. And those of the circumcision who believed were astonished, as many as came, to came with Peter, because the gift of the Holy Ghost had been poured out on the Gentiles also. Amen. It's for whosoever will. He is no respecter of person. It don't matter what side of the tracks you came from. It doesn't matter what pedigree you got. Amen. It is for whosoever will. It doesn't matter where you come from. God loves you. God stands at that door. And it's not his will that any should perish, but that all come to repentance, that all be saved. Amen. Then Peter answered, Can anyone forbid water that these should not be baptized who have received the Holy Ghost, just as we have? And he commanded them to be baptized in the name of the Lord. Amen. He commanded them to be baptized. Amen. That is our mission. We have this great commission. Amen. 
I'm going to ask that you stand as they come and play. Amen. We're living a day and an hour. Amen. That so desperately needs the Lord. Amen. People need to hear this gospel message. There's a lot of people who believe. But have you received the Holy Ghost since you believe? What baptism was you baptized in? Amen. Was you baptized in titles or was you baptized in the name? Amen. These are questions that we need to ask. We need to be in hot pursuit. Amen. Of all. Amen. It is urgent for you to be born of the water and of the Spirit. It is urgent. Today is the day of salvation. Amen. Today is the day of salvation. If you're straddling a fence, if you don't know which way to turn, you don't know which way to go, you're in the right place because Jesus is in this place today and he's standing at this door and he's knocking and he's calling out to you. Come to me. Come to me. As they play something softly, amen, we will ask that you find a place to pray. The day of salvation is at hand. The greatest message I have heard that swung me to the Lord, other than watching my life live this, my wife lived this before me, and understanding that this was real, was at a funeral when they said, I'm not here to preach this man into heaven. The decision that he made before November 16th of 1996 has predetermined it. The minute he took his last breath, there was no going back, amen, to make an election. Whatever election had to be made, had to be made before he took that last breath. I did not understand that up until that point. And it hit me like a ton of bricks. I've dealt with funerals my whole life, people dying. From the time I was the age of probably four, five, and six, I remember going to funerals, trying to figure out why in the world is that man up there screaming, all right? Then somebody said, man, well, then I got this. Now, you got to overlook me now. I'm thinking, man, oh, they're just trying to preach him in the heaven. You know, that's the excuses people would make. I think, man, he must have really needed it because he sure is hollering, trying to make sure he's getting into heaven. There's nobody at your funeral going to be preaching you into heaven. It is the choice you made the day you took your last breath. Amen. The day of salvation is at hand. Don't let the moment or the hour pass you by. Amen. You're not guaranteed tomorrow. You're not guaranteed the next second. Amen. But God is here. God loves you. He's standing here and he's waiting for you to make that move. Will you make that move this morning to come to the Lord? As they say, come and find a place. Let's lift up our voices right now. These altars are open. Amen. The Lord is in this place. Pray. Let's cry out unto the Lord. If you're, you're, if you're struggling in any way, Amen. If you're not sure, if you need to be baptized, we got water. Amen. The Lord is in this place. Let's cry out unto him right now. Lord, we love you. We praise you. Lord, I thank you. I thank you for all that you do, Lord. I thank you, Lord, for never giving up on me. I thank you, Lord, for the cross. I thank you for that blood on Calvary. Lord, I thank you, Jesus, for never leaving me nor forsaking me, Lord, for never giving up on me. Lord, you are the way, you are the truth, you are the life, Lord. I pray, Lord Jesus, let me be serious about my salvation. Lord, let me get serious about this, Lord, because your return is near, Lord. We know you're coming back soon, Lord. Lord, help us be prepared for that day. 
Lord, let us make our elections short. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, you are.